Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'll have a blue Christmas without you. Really? Most years have, 
one or two days where you have a couple of inches of snow and, and it, it's really no big deal. Um, but, you know, here last year in New York, we had like, you know, some places we had like eight feet of snow in drifts. And, um, it was crazy and we were sledding and, and you know, I, I, I'm, I'm very, very lucky and, and completely selfish. But when the mass transit systems stop, I just don't go to work. I work remotely. <laughs> you know, it's uh, I, I yeah. stay in my pajamas all day long in front of the fire. It's just awesome. the most awesome experience. <laughs> you know, I can't right? complain. So you're, you're going, you're going. Yes, yeah, no, come on, bring it. Make yeah, you, you know, the kids now, are at school. We play video games all day. It's just oh, good uh, lord! It's, now that sounds awesome. awesome. Now so, uh, you know what that, that side of the uh, the country. What have you guys been up to out there? Well, you know, I was going to say if if people have listened continuously to our show, you know, um, consistently rather, they they'll see that I talk about weather a lot when we come on, and that's because here in Northern Cali we have we have no weather. We have just one. You know, it's the same thing all the time, and I'm not complaining, but I am starting to you know feel like I'm missing out on the changes of the seasons. And uh, especially, you know, talking to you and then, you know, going out to New York every once in a while, I'm going, wow, our our trees don't get this golden and red and maybe in other parts of Cali, but not here. Um, and we don't get snow, maybe in other parts of Cali, but not here. So, so yeah, uh, we're, we're rained out. We're completely rained out. Um, we had a drought, a really bad dry year. I I haven't checked lately, but I think we might be um, catching up because we're flooding. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, you guys have had a serious storm this week, right? Serious? Oh wow! You know, and we sound like wussies because we're all going, "Be careful, flooding!" And I I saw just like with everything else that's that's you know topical. Um, the the at Facebook and other you know social media, they were going crazy with people fighting, uh, you know, over the stupidest shit. I mean, you know, one person was saying, "You guys are wussies for scaring, you know, being scared about this storm," and and you know, back in my day, and blah blah blah. And then someone would come right back with, "Yeah, we're trying to be safe, and you know, there's nothing wrong with with erring on the side of caution," and it would go from there. So it's it's ridiculous. We did have a storm, and we did have flooding, and we did have people who uh, who got injured. And I don't think I don't think there were any deaths, and nothing major like no landslides or anything. But there was always that threat since we had such a dry season. So other than that, we're sitting here listening to it rain outside. It's it's kind of nice, but kind of done with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, well, I, I'll tell you why because people can't drive. Yesterday we were driving, and it got a little rainy, and I swear to God, someone almost plowed right into the side of our car, and, and uh, Nightbug, who's on the board, yay, Nightbug, uh, pretty quick quick reaction, quick responses, because, uh, you know, he got us out of that lane really quickly, and um, and we didn't, you know, get hurt, thank goodness. So that's we're why a magnet I'm, for that. Yeah, we're a magnet for idiots. I know we're just driving along, trying to be normal. Anyway, enough about the weather. I'm I, I, sorry, I digress because yeah, it's fun very, for very me to talk about. talking about the weather there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very impressed. <laughs> it's your damn influence, is what it is. <laughs> anyway, so 
So what do we have Come for on, tonight? Come I'm on, des- I'm desperate to hear. The, uh, you know, we talked last, last week, we were talking all around homeless outreach, and you, you guys had a massive event planned for this weekend. How, how did it all go? Oh, man, it was, it went really well, really well. And I, I worried for a little bit because I wasn't sure we'd have enough volunteers because the people that we used to usually have volunteering, you know, everybody's got different things going on, especially this time of year. Everybody's busy, you know, on the weekends. But we had uh, we had a few volunteers that, that really came through for us, and we uh, made 300 bean and cheese burritos. And wow. we, yeah, pretty cool, huh? And we also um, had five racks of clothing out there. So uh, somebody estimated that we helped at least 100 people. So that's pretty cool when you've got people out there come. You know what I like? I like when they come up to you and say, thank you for doing this. You know, it's a, it really helps us feel like, you know, somebody cares. Or it helps us feel like we're shopping with dignity, or you know, any anything like that. And then you realize, oh man, I I have no idea, uh, you know, just what you go through when it comes to clothing and and you know these these outreach things. Do do people leave a bag on the ground for you to root through, you know, or do you have to wait in line at at some soup kitchen or something? But yeah. this one was, you know, they had their dignity and and they got. To, it was almost like. A bunch of people just getting together and uh, chilling near, because we do it right next to a park, you know, chilling near the park and, and just enjoying each other's company because we got to chat a lot with the homeless. So it was very successful, and I'd like to give a shout-out to all the people who, who helped us out. Um, we had we had Tanya from the uh, Tanya's Army. She's uh, Tanya is fighting lupus right now, and she is a fundraiser and an advocate uh, for lupus for a cure for lupus. So she came out and um and her guy Chris came out and uh got you know actually I I can't name everybody because I'll eat up half of our show, but I, I if you're listening, you were there this weekend, you were very very much appreciated. So thank you so much awesome. for that. Uh, let's see. Uh, but uh, okay. And by the way, we had we had problems earlier with the chat room, but uh, technical problems, which is what I <laughs> nightbug just just slipped me a little note here to show me. But it's up now. So if you're listening and you'd like to get in the chat room and and chat with us, we'd love it because if you're a first time listener, we read everything that you put in the chat room and we we respond here on the air. Uh, or you can always call in. We take all the calls we get. We really do. So if you're a jerk, we'll hang up on you. But other than that, you know, we take all the phone. If you're a massive jerk, we'll keep you on the line. Yeah, (laughs) for fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, so so what have we got going on this week? So, uh, you know, this week week we we wanted to talk around Christmas, but, you know, we're actually doing a big Christmas episode next week, which should be a lot of fun and as stupid as we can probably get. So, uh, you know, I, I don't want to spoil the surprise. We'll talk about that a bit later. Um, right. So th- this week's show is really about, um, you know, the, the opposite side of the holidays. You know, everyone knows the, you know, the Disney view on life and the, the Coca-Cola adverts and polar bears drinking Coke on icebergs and stuff. And, you know, all of that is great. But, 
you know, for a great many people, it's it's not the reality. So, you know, what we wanted to talk around were a few aspects of why the holidays might actually be tough for some people um, from various different different aspects, whether it's, you know, staying safe in office parties, whether it's, you know, getting home safely, avoiding being robbed as well. You know, robberies actually go through the roof, especially in, here in New York. Um, so some advice around that. And also just, you know, from a mental point of view, you know, what happens if, uh, you know, if you're not the kind of person who gets into the holiday spirit and, you know, how do you, uh, how do you survive December if, if it's not your, uh, if it's not your cup of tea, as we'd say over that side of the pond. Um, but, uh, you know, first of all, maybe, I don't know, maybe we, we should mention, you know, what, what Christmas actually means to us, because I, I think it, it covers a multitude of sins for, for, you know, for, for everybody, and, and it's kind of a different thing to every person. So, I don't know, what about you, Rock? What, what is Christmas to you? Uh, an extra 10 pounds is what it is, actually. <laughs> oh. No, oh. <laughs> no, right? And, and, no, I don't feel guilty about that at all. Um. Seriously, I don't. Uh, no, Christmas to me, you know, it's it feels like everything for us. It feels like everything that we try to do with our family multiplied by a hundred. We, you know, every, trying to get our family to gather together, trying to get our family to um, share a meal together, um, trying to really appreciate each other, and and to. Uh, Taking because we believe in magic. We're we're nerds like that. Um, trying to find magic in everything every day. So Christmas to us means that even if it's just for this short time of the year, this concentrated little amount of, of space that we have, um, we try to fill it with magic. As corny as that sounds, you know. Because my son still believes in Santa Claus, so yeah. because he's real. Because because Santa's real. In case my kids hear you know. <coughs> but yes, uh, that yes, he believes in. As long as there are little kids out there who believe in Santa that hang out in our family, it's going to be magical, and Santa will exist. So that's what it means to us, and uh, we love it. What's it mean to you, my dear? You know, yeah. To be honest, for me, it's pretty much the same kind of deal. And and I'm I'm not religious in any way, shape, or form. And and if I was, I wouldn't be Christian. If if I can say that without offending every one of our listeners. But uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it's it's just not something that works for me personally. Um, and and you know, I, I've been around the block long enough to uh, have, have put some thought into it and decided that's not my bag. So, you know, for me, the religious aspect doesn't come into it at all. And and you know, people probably hear that and say, well, why do, why do you celebrate Christmas then if you're not Christian? It's a Christian holiday. And uh, you know, I've had that thrown in my face a number of times over the years. And, um, and you know, weirdly, especially in the UK, which is kind of perverse because the UK has thousands of years of history of. Uh, winter festivals of you know the midwinter festivals when people when times would be hard you know families would get together you know initially just to survive and to and to hoard food together and and just make it through the long cold winters so um right you know and and for me there, there's still that aspect of it there's still that especially out here on the east coast where the winters are pretty harsh um of just kind of digging in, having some family time, and and just uh, you know just enjoying the basics of just being together and and uh, you know not not working, no school, and just just spending some quality time, you know. Um, right. From, from what you said as well, though, the whole magic thing, you know, my my kids 
both still wholeheartedly believe in Santa. Um, I think one of them's probably having huge doubts about the uh, elf on the shelf, which is a Aww. whole thing. <laughs> you, know, I, we, and, and, you know, we just discovered the whole elf on the shelf thing last year, and for, that, it's it's the parents' nightmare that thing. Like, you know, it's, it's just when you've had a few <laughs> drinks, you want to go to bed, and it's midnight, and then you realize you've got to do something with this freaking elf on the shelf, <laughs> and it's, oh, it's got to be man. magical. It's got to top the last thing that you did with this freaking elf. Um, so uh, right there but, with yeah. you, but right there we discovered it last year too, and yeah, this year we're going. I go, oh crap, the elf is in the same place. Have and, you haven't seen that article? They they show uh, the elf on the shelf doing interesting things. Have you had to revert to those yet? No, we, uh, I haven't seen it. Okay, we're gonna have to check it out. They're pretty good. Let me Put see if I can find the link. For us and, <laughs> but yeah, I we mean, discovered the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, you know, ours, the, the elf on the shelf this week's been playing Guitar Hero one night. The other night he was riding on a Triceratops across the <laughs> lounge. You know, it's like whatever That's random awesome. shit we can find at the time. <laughs> That'll oh do. That's excellent. <clears throat> but you my, know what my youngest done. wholeheartedly believes uh-huh. that she believes the elf comes to life as soon as she goes to bed, that it, it runs around, it brings her toys to life with its elf magic. You know, she, she 100% oh. believes in this thing. And it's the most awesome experience of christmas for me you know the kids oh, just yeah. completely believe it see you He's know i i love that because my our son too you know what we've had to do we've had to when we keep forgetting to move him and we and and our son will come down the stairs i'll distract him i'll go hey can you come here and check this out for me and tell me what you do and i'll give the stink eye to you know one of the guys and they'll get it oh shoot we didn't move the elf yet so then they'll do it you know so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's but he does. He really does believe that the elf is watching him and reporting back to Santa everything oh, that he's nice. watched. So, yeah, yeah. See so yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know about you, but my kids are never as well behaved as they are in December. Like, you know, the, oh, right. the advent calendar's counting down, the clock's ticking, they know Santa's watching, and they are screwed if they mess up. So, you right? know, if you want that 3DS, you've got to freaking behave. You know? <laughs> They should have a year-round elf on the shelf, I tell you. But, yeah, it would be too hard to move, so forget it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, as far as religion goes, me too. You know, we were raised in a Catholic household. I mean, Catholic, to where you you were, uh, you know, doing the ro- praying the rosary every night and um, repeating everything that they told you to repeat. And not to put it down anybody's religion, that's not what we're here for. We don't do that. It's just... We're saying that, well, for me, and I guess for Spectre, too, that we're not, it's not a, a big religious holiday for us, you know. Because you're a former Catholic gone wild. Yeah, gone wild, that's me. Gone wild. I'm going to stay up till 2 in the morning. That's how wild I am tonight watching TV, because, woo. Yeah, woo, I know. Living the dream, right? Right, right. <laughs> it has to end here. <laughs> You know, you know, kind of talking around Christmas. You know, I, I remember when I was a kid, <clears throat> my my favorite family Christmases were just, you know, the four of us, my parents and my sister and I at home. Just, you know, we'd get our presents, we'd open them up in the morning, we'd, you know, we'd just lounge around, we'd eat candy all morning, not even bother having lunch, and then like 3 p.m. or something, we'd have this this whole feast of roast turkey and all the trimmings, and um, you know, and it was just the simple times. You know, they they would just the best times that we could have um and and you know still looking back those are my fondest memories and i try to recreate that every year for my kids i, I pretty much 
um, strictly stick to the fact that it's just going to be the four of us at home or, or maybe a close relative if they're, if they're in the area. But, you know, for Christmas morning, it's the same routine as my kids have had their entire life. And, and they, they thrive on that. Um, and, you know, I, I think looking back on my life, there were times after that when my parents were divorced and we were kind of moving around different areas. You know, there were times uh, when, when we didn't have money, when we were kind of almost on the run from debt collectors at times. And, uh, and you know, looking back on those times, it's, it's the kind of lack of that routine and the lack of that consistency that as a kid really, really threw me for Christmas. Um, and... Uh, you know, it, it kind of got me thinking around this whole point of, um, you know, for Christmas to be a challenge for people, and, and, you know, whether it's kids or adults, it doesn't necessarily need to be something as catastrophic as, you know, being homeless at Christmas or having lost a spouse or, you know, something massive and life-changing. It can just be those small changes in, in your circumstances that can, can really just kind of mess up the holidays for you. Absolutely. Um, my, yeah, like my mom and dad divorced. Uh, when I was 16, and then it became kind of a struggle for mom. But uh, yeah, I, I lucked out with this, even though dad wasn't, you know, we we had to do the, the, I have to say the hardest thing about Christmas after that became the traveling to both parents, trying to, to work out the time, you know, schedule to, well, we got to go spend this part of Christmas with mom, and then we'll go see dad, you know, and that was, that was a pain. Um, but, I had this really amazing mother who, who, even after she passed away, you know, uh, when we were at her her uh, memorial, my relatives would come up and and remind me about the awesome Christmases that we had at our house. That's that's what they remembered. They were, you know, they go, I remember Auntie's awesome Christmas displays and just how special she made it. And man, trying to, as a grown up, trying to to live up to that. That's it's been fun, but this year more than ever, it's been kind of tough, you know, trying to provide that much magic for your family when you've got a really super busy family. So, yeah, I hear yeah, you. Man, it, it's a lot of responsibility, right? And uh, you know, maybe right. we, maybe we should dive in and start start talking about the whole issue of you know what can uh, what can make uh, the holidays kind of a challenging period, but. Um, you know, number one, and and definitely on my mind this year is money. You know, <laughs> I had to had to cash out for some flights back to the UK in November, which just cleaned me out. And then suddenly realizing I've got to buy Christmas presents and uh, and you know possibly be Santa as well to two little people <clears throat> who right. you know, are, are of an age now where all of their friends have got iPhone sixes and iPads. And, you know, they're all uh, they're, they're not looking for a Barbie anymore for Christmas. They're looking for a four hundred dollar iPad or something. And, uh. Uh, you know, suddenly that's a, that's a lot of pressure, and uh, and I must admit, for me personally, I kind of uh, I went crazy buying things for them, and then suddenly realised actually I may not have that money that I've <laughs> I've just spent, and I may have to be suddenly relying on credit cards and uh, you know getting myself in debt just to buy Christmas presents, which is you know not uh, not a great place to be as a an income provider for a family. So. Uh, no, and it's not a great way to start off the year either, is it? You know, we all end up in a little bit of Christmas debt for the new year, and I'm going, man, that's a that's a tough one. But that's that's the thing. It's the money thing. It's the consumerism. Our kids, they see these commercials, and you're right. They see what their friends have. Man, you know, and, and I know I sound old when I say it used to be so much simpler. Um, 
It did. It 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 was easy to buy the Barbies, the toys, and you know um, that didn't need five batteries <laughs> or the chargers <laughs> or anything. But man, they're they're seeing what their friends have, and that competition is just it's it's expensive, isn't it? Yeah, and you know what I noticed more over here in the States, that it kind of seems to be coming into vogue in the UK now as well, that in the UK, obviously, there's no Thanksgiving, so Christmas is, I guess, the equivalent of Thanksgiving, it's like the big family time when everyone gets together, and the the sales, like the the equivalent of Black Friday, always used to happen in the UK on, on Boxing Day, on December 26th, which is the day after Christmas, obviously, so... Right everyone would have like a lazy day on Christmas Day and then the next day the stores go absolutely nuts. You know, you can't get near a shopping mall. Um, oh, no. And, and it's kind of weird. You know, I guess it's all the surplus crap that people couldn't sell over Christmas that they then just put on sale and sell for super cheap afterwards. Um, but, you know, over here, obviously, you've got Black Friday and, um, I, you know, I guess as a foreigner coming into this, it seems a little bit alien, but obviously the, the big discounts are on electronics and those kind of things. And, um, and you know, I found, found myself this year getting swept up in the whole Black Friday and Cyber Monday thing of thinking, you know, there's $50 off a Nintendo 3DS. I've got to buy that because cause my kids really want it. Um, and, you know, it's so easy to get to get completely enveloped in that whole consumerism around that time of year. It is, it is, and the whole Black Friday thing, I've, I've, one year I was so just vocal about boycotting Black Friday and shopping, if you had to, shopping locally, shopping small, you know, the whole, but that's when you were reading more about people being beat down, literally, you know, beaten up at, at uh, Black Friday sales, so I thought, what the hell is that? What kind of message is that sending not only to the rest of the world about the way we are here in the U.S., but to our own children about the priority we put on, on you know, objects? So I just, I've, I've you know, just abstained from any Black Friday shopping for the last few years as a result of that. Yeah, and I, I must admit, I, I've been the same, but I think purely <clears throat> because I, I don't like crowds of people at the best of times, but nope. crowds of <laughs> <laughs> massively uh, consumerist people going nuts over $100 off a TV is just more than I could handle, I think. Right, right. But uh, and, I mean, know, but, I, you know, I'm like you. I want to save money, sure, and I love a, a great sale, but I weigh it and go, is it? really you know uh, i don't know if it's worth it you know so yeah. yeah just the parking alone good god yeah and you know what though i must say this year i've actually found some really really good ways to save a little bit of money around around christmas which kind of surprised me um and one of those ways was on Amazon, and I, you know, kind of sharing my <laughs> my tips and tricks here. But you, you know, normally you go through Amazon and you go through the checkout, and it says if you sign up for this like Amazon store card, then you can save. I think it's like forty dollars you can save on your your checkout. And uh, so mm-hmm. I'm going through, and I was buying like a Kindle for my one of my kids, and uh, and you know, forty dollars is like half the price of the thing. So great, great. I sign up for it. <clears throat> And then a couple of days later, I'm going through Amazon yet again in my soul-destroying quest for gifts, <laughs> and it pops up with another thing saying, okay, so you've got the Amazon store card. Now if you sign up for the Amazon credit card, then we'll give you, I think it was $80 off, off your next purchase. Um, and, you know, the sum total of my basket was like $85. So I oh sign up for this Amazon credit card, um, 
get my $80 off, get all of my gifts for five bucks. And really, I've, I've got virtually nothing going on that credit card now, so I can pay it off and cancel it. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, obviously the trap is that you put hundreds of dollars in there and then you can't afford to pay it and they get you on the interest rates and the charges for late payments and all that stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, recommend to anyone that getting in credit card debt is the way to go <laughs> to, to fund your Christmas. But at the same time, you know, there are some pretty decent deals out there if you look out for those kind of... Uh, those kind of options that can, you know, just save you a few dollars and uh, allow you to put food on the table on Christmas Day, maybe. Right, right. And now you have me wanting a roast turkey, by the way. Thank you for mentioning that. (laughs) Twice a year is not enough for me. I'm sorry. I'm a big Thanksgiving fan, but anyway. Uh, Well, so speaking of, you said you've gotten really good at at doing Christmas on a budget, you know, that you've uh, you've gotten good at saving money. Have Have you... had any other? Do you have any other uh, suggestions for people who are scrambling right now, last minute? You know, God, what do I get this person? Well, any yeah, ideas? I, I guess it depends on the people that you're buying for. But uh, um, uh, maybe <laughs> maybe I'm not surrounded by as materialistic people. But I find the people that I'm buying for are really not that interested in labels and and you know where these products came from. They're more interested in the thought that went into the gift. And you know, I right. kind of hope that that's through. That that's true for the majority of people's loved ones. You know, that they're not. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not, you know, desperately waiting for their Saks Fifth Avenue box to be dropping <laughs> on the doorstep, you know. Uh-uh. Um, so, you know, for me, what I try to do are things like actually homemade gifts. So one of the things that I, I use a lot, is, and particularly as I have friends and relatives outside of the country who don't get to see my kids very much, is I'll actually take nice photos of the kids or nice photos of my family um, or, or even just meaningful photos of my kids with those relatives in the past or, you know, at kind of family get-togethers, and just, just put them in a nice photo frame. And, and those kind of gifts can, can be massively meaningful, you know, just cost you a few dollars on a photo frame to put together and will will last that person years and be sat on their mantelpiece for years to come. So, you know, as certainly things like that I find uh, really, really, you know, great gifts. Um, and also the, the kind of printed things you can get, you know, printed mugs, printed mouse mats, the kind of things that are great for grandparents and aunts and uncles, you know. You know what? That idea is wonderful. I don't think I've ever given or received a, a you know, a photo in a frame with without just being so touched that this person went through the trouble of not only either taking or finding that picture – but going out to find a frame for it and capturing it's like you're handing them this wonderful little moment in time yeah for them yeah, to always absolutely. have and it's just it's a wonderful gift and what is that let's be honest you know to to print it out if you've got your own printer it's it's just pennies you know if, even if you have to go out and buy a bundle of of printer paper what's that 8 bucks and then a nice frame, you know, that can range anywhere from, oh, gosh, you can get them at the dollar store or you can go nicer and get them, you know, $20 will buy you a gorgeous frame. So, you know, there you go. You've got, what, a $30, $40 gift at, at the most, and it's going to be received and every time well, and every time they see it, they're thinking of how awesome you were to do that, and they're thinking of the moment that's captured in the frame. So that's a wonderful suggestion. So if you're out there listening, do that. <laughs> that's really 
perfect. If you know me and you're trying to think of what to get me, do that because I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Easy. <laughs> there you go, see? <laughs> um, so, uh, I, I, I bake sorry. a lot because, I, you know what, I we have a lot of people who never expect any presents, you know, like your hairdresser or your your favorite restaurant people or your, you know, just it's anybody, anybody you, you you go to often enough. And um, I bake a ton of cookies, like everybody else, for the holidays because I love it. I love doing that. And then I put them together in these big old packs and I take them, you know, to people before Christmas. And it's such an unexpected surprise, you know, and, and their faces just light up. So that's that's really, it's not that expensive at all to do that, so... Um, yeah, and you know that that reminds me. My grandmother used to do that. She used to bake these chocolate cakes, and they were just the best <gasps> chocolate cake I'd ever eaten. And um, oh my god, um, that sounds yeah, awesome! You know, she would and she would take them to like the person that she bought her newspaper from. She would just bring them this giant chocolate cake. You know, the people who Aww. worked in the library that she got her books from. And um, and yeah, when she passed away and they, we held her funeral, uh, we just had a massive crowd of people turn a lot turn up just because of the cakes that she had brought them. And every single person said, "Oh, I'm going to miss her cakes." And you know, so, oh, that's so um, sweet. But the, the, the nice thing is that the recipe was kind of passed down to my mom and then to both of my sisters and and to my wife as well. And uh, for my birthday this year, my wife cooked me the same chocolate cake made from the same recipe with the same, like, chocolate buttons on top of it that my grandmother always used to use. And, you know, it's it's not only is it a freaking nice cake and a massive pile of chocolate, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a piece of tradition, and it's something that was handed down from generation to generation as well. Oh, my gosh. Very cool. I may have to I may have to bribe you or shake you down for that uh, that recipe now. So, not a problem. Chocolate. I mean, Nightbug sitting here nodding his head because he's a chocoholic. You know, there's there's nothing that. Yes. that uh, see, <laughs> and if it's chocolate, you know, everything else is salad to him. So it's got to be chocolate. But um, that's God. That sounds wonderful. Now, you know what? We're we're getting into really good ideas on on what to to give uh, a couple of good ideas on what to give out, but. One of the things that we haven't um, touched on that that make the holidays a little harder, I think, on people, um, and and I've found that I've been going through this myself this year is is the whole expectations thing. You know, I think we put, um, I think we all romanticize the idea of what an ideal Christmas is. And I think we try so hard to control that environment, you know, our environment and control what goes on um, during the holidays that, that we lose sight of, of, and again, this sounds so corny, but what's really important. Um, and I, I think the expectations that we have, we, we need to be more realistic about that. I, I say we as, you know, collectively as everybody I know needs to, to be more realistic about what the holidays really are. Because they're not perfect. Yeah, and you know, I, I think it, it's almost like a wedding every year or something, isn't it? You know, people have these wedding expectations, and it's got to right. be a wet dress, and it's got to be horses on the beach, and it's got to be right. it's got to be better than everyone else's. And you know, Christmas almost becomes the same kind of thing, and it's, especially when you're catering for family, and you know, it, it's not like it's not like you're trying to outdo everyone else, but at the same time, you just want it to be an amazing experience for family, and um, you know, it's almost like 
by putting in so much effort and investing so much of yourself in it, you can actually, you know, you can almost spoil the experience by going so overboard, right? Right. Absolutely. And that's it. You see people like we were talking about getting in debt, you know, for the holidays or or just getting upset with family members because they can't be exactly where you need them to be in order to have a great Christmas. You know, people grow up and, and they grow apart, unfortunately. Kids get older and it's not the same holiday it was when we were children or when our children were tiny, you know, yeah, so... And, uh, and- from what you were saying earlier on as well, you know, when, when you have divorced parents, and, and, you know, obviously both of us did, um, my wife's parents were also divorced, so as soon as we got married, we were kind of pulled in four different directions, and everybody oh. wanted to see it on Christmas Day or New Year's Eve or, you know, birthdays or whatever, and um, and it was so much pressure, and, and we ended up just having to go down the road of saying, look, none of you are going to see us, not, not one. Christmas oh. Day is just for us. Screw the lot of you. If you can't, you know, if you can't be civil to each other and, and treat us like human beings, then nobody's going to see us. And that was kind of the birth of the Christmas away from family tradition. Oh, but that sounds like it, with it comes unloading, I mean, unloading, unloading of the burden of having to please everyone. I like that. Yeah, pretty like much. and you know, like like you said earlier, like uh, when I was a kid and my parents were divorced, I'd have to, I, I'd literally have to go to one parent's uh, in the morning, and we'd normally have Christmas lunch at their place and have turkey and stuff, and then I'd go to the other parents in the afternoon, and they'd cook another Christmas dinner, and oh. I'd be presented with this massive feast when I'm still bloated and want to be sick from the first one. <laughs> it's like, oh, right. seriously, it's not a competition, you know. Right, and then they expect you, you know, and then you've got to cut the time short with one of them so that you can see the other, and man, it's just yeah. it's a lot of pressure, especially on the kids. So I really like your idea. I think, I think Nightbug was saying he likes that idea of getting away for Christmas, too. Oh, I was saying I like the word unloading. Oh, unloading. <laughs> okay. Patent that. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, I'm going to charge somebody a quarter every time they use it. How's that? Anyway. I don't think you'll be getting rich off that one. Yeah, shut it. <laughs> Ye of little faith. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think talking about the the things that can kind of overburden you, I mean, it's not just, uh, you know, it's not just necessarily the, the physical stuff of Christmas Day and the logistics. I mean, I think you can feel spread too thin by, you know, even just simple things like Christmas cards. You know, I... Um, you know, my, my my stepmother worked in a post office her whole life, and for her, it's the most natural thing in the world to to pick up a piece of paper, write a letter or a card on someone's birthday, and send it off. And whereas for me, you know, I I can't even remember the last time I went near a post office or had a <laughs> book of stamps. And uh, you know, I buy the odd card from a pharmacy when I'm already probably three days late for sending it. And, um, and you know, it's a massively stressful thing, thinking that I've actually got to physically write a card, get to a post office. And, um, you know, different people get stressed about different things, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And, uh, um, you know, I think as well as the, the simple things uh, like Christmas cards, you've got maybe house guests turn up who, you know, even if you like them, maybe your spouse doesn't, and there's kind of friction there. 
Um, and even if it's not that, even if they're not physically there, people can kind of mess up your, your family routines and your family, your kind of holiday routines and, and trample all over them just by, you know, just by their, their kind of presence, whether it's, you know, interrupting phone calls in the middle of Christmas dinner or, you know, messing things up with the kids' routine on Christmas Eve. And that, that there's so much, uh, you know, even with your job as well, if you're, you know, if you're called into work on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day and emergencies happen um all of that just kind of builds up to a lot of stress that can can just wreck your christmas i think right right so we're here to help you lose some of that stress <laughs> to, to, you know every, think of us as those friends who are calling you up and going hey how are you, you want to go do this and you're going, i can't i've got this this and this and we're going oh, 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 hold on let us help you make this an easier day Okay, here, try some of these tips. Yeah, we're those friends that do that and who also expect maybe, a you know, a glass of wine in thanks every now and then. So. Yeah, maybe a cookie or two. <laughs> maybe a cookie or two, right. But <laughs> so, uh, Yeah, you know, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I... Uh... I have zero background in, you know, any kind of psychology. I, I I know nothing about this other than my own experiences with people and my own experiences as some vague kind of human being. Um, so, uh, you know, I wanted to put that caveat in that any advice I give is purely just, uh, uh, you know, from from experience and not from any kind of medical grounding. Well, I, for one, have got my Ph.D., in Only one. <laughs> in nothing. <laughs> School of hard knocks, baby. That's a no. I, I'm in the same boat as you. Anything I know, you know, um, it was learned probably the hard way. So, and sometimes that's a better teacher. Um, so, anything we we pass on to you, we we do in the spirit of not wanting you to have to fall, you know, flat on your face in order to learn the same lessons. So, um, that's that's where we're coming from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, so, I think as well that there's there's nothing worse over the Christmas and the holiday period and you know, everybody is kind of up and everyone's kind of hyper and you know, normally I, I love that. Normally if I'm going to you know, I, I have a routine every Friday afternoon. I finish work like 10 minutes early. I go to Grand Central Station and there's a Rite Aid next to my platform and I buy a massive can of Foster's beer, the, the crappiest, cheapest <laughs> And, and and they know my routine so well in there that the girl behind the desk always smiles and says hello and, and you know, makes some stupid joke about me not being old enough to buy beer, which is just ridiculing me for looking ancient now. Um, and, uh, and, and now they all say happy holidays, and they've been saying happy holidays for two or three weeks or whatever it is. And I love it. It puts a smile on my face. I wish them the same, and it it's all nice. Um, but, you know, if you're feeling down, and, and particularly if you're genuinely depressed, um, and or going through any kind of mood swings, I think there's nothing worse than being surrounded by a, by smiley, hyper people, you know, excited about the holidays when it fills you with complete and utter dread. Right, right, and you know, and there's a what was it? Was it Lethal Weapon? Where you know he's watching, he's depressed over the death of his wife. Yes, it's a movie. I don't care. Suspend your disbelief for a second. But it's a movie uh, where he's he's depressed over the death of his wife and it's the holiday season and and I just know that all that all that holiday cheer, you know, um well, at one point it saved him from killing himself, but up to then he was just tired of hearing it. You know, you just get tired of hearing 
everyone else going smile and you know it gets to the point where the next person tells you smile it's you know the holidays it's almost Christmas. you want to punch them in the face you're going you know what don't don't you don't don't tell me what to do number one and number two you you start feeling guilty about it like why are you depressed and really you you have you don't have to have a reason to be depressed yeah yeah and almost you know in 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 every case I've known of depression and and through, you know, through going through my own stuff over the years, um, the worst times are when there is no reason. There is, there's no logic behind it at all. And and then not only do you feel crappy because of the, you know, whatever mood you're in, but you feel crappy because you're putting people around you through this, this whole journey for absolutely no logical reason whatsoever. And it purely sucks. Right. But it's real. It's real to you. You know, and that's what matters. It's making you feel just blue, like Elvis during Christmas. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, what do you do? What can you do about that, Spectre? So, you know, I I think... um, I think kind of point number one is there's no right answer, you know, and, and regardless of whether it's something small, like we said, you know, you're overwhelmed with Christmas cards and you're pissed off with the expectations on you. You don't want to cook three turkeys for the massive amount of in-laws who are coming because you can't stand them. You know, it, it could be those kind of, uh, <laughs> and I say small, but they're going to piss you off on Christmas Day in a big way. Um, right. Or do have real massive issues you know you do have as you say people who lost their spouse last christmas and you know it's their first christmas alone i mean that you know that that must be devastating um or, or even you know not necessarily lost as in passed away but lost as in divorced and separated and you know a, a massive changing circumstances like that um and i mean hell I, I you know i wouldn't judge anyone for being depressed or, or down in that kind of situation it's pretty much a, a natural reaction to their to their circumstances um Right. But I guess my point is there. there's no right answer. There's no magic bullet for this stuff. And whatever works perfectly for one person, you know, it may very well not be at all the answer. And, you know, for you, the answer may be something in completely the opposite direction. Um, however, <laughs> however, that that being said, you know, what, what do you do? I mean, do you, do you grin and bear it? Do you run away? Um, do, do you just pretend it doesn't exist? Um, I, I think, you know, we have some suggestions that, that may help, um, and, and particularly, and I guess I've always found that when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I'm feeling like life is just too much, sometimes tackling the smaller things can, can make that a lot more bearable. You know, it's it's kind of how you eat an elephant, isn't it? It's just taking this one bite. Right. Um, so, you know, for me, uh, one of the things that I like to do instead of sending Christmas cards a lot of the time is um, is just give a, a gift to charity and then let people around me know that I'm not going to be sending Christmas cards because I've given to charity. And, you know, for me, the idea of just paying, you know, whatever it is to a charity and then sending one email to everybody I know saying I'm not sending Christmas cards this year um, is so much less stress than the idea of actually physically having to write out 100 Christmas cards and get them in the post and... Um, and and also makes me feel better as well. You know, I think the idea of giving to the charity, and especially I, I find um, for me personally, you know, animal charities and being able to, you know, adopt an animal. And um, even one of the kids in my in my daughter's class today um, brought in a piece of paper saying, I'm not sending Christmas cards this year, but I've adopted a snow leopard from the World Wildlife Fund. Um, and just, just how nice is that for the kids in the class? And they, were, they all talked about what a snow leopard is and why they're endangered and... Um, so, you know, I think 
point number one for me is you can can the Christmas cards um, and just, just give to charity instead, and it's not a bad option at all. You know what? That's a great idea because I did write a buttload of cards out this year, and there was a point <clears throat> while I was writing them where I felt stressed about it, and I went, this isn't this isn't what I wanted to convey. I, you know, I, I'm writing nice messages, but I, I didn't want to feel this way going, damn, now I got to finish because I already did this half, you know? So I, I think you would take the burden off of people who feel that they have to write them back as well. Yeah. If, if you did the, the one email saying, you know, if you like doing the cards, do them. But if you don't, I, I think that's a, another good idea. That whole, here you go. I'm giving to charity, and email is so much easier for everybody. They can take two seconds and go, that's awesome, love you, done, email, sent. No going to the post office, none of that, you know. That's a really you good know, idea. I must say, I, I got a card from you, and I was really touched, and it has pride of place <laughs> above my fireplace. And I wrote, I, I wrote two Christmas cards this year, and one of them went to you. So, you know, maybe, maybe they're not that bad. <laughs> See, but... Why, <laughs> thank you. But, you know, what? I really like your idea, and guess what I'll be adopting next year? I think that's a better idea. I really do. Um, and, and also, if you do the email thing, sometimes it leads to the, these really great conversations just back and forth. If somebody has, like, five minutes, you guys can just catch up right there. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's um, And I... You know the other funny thing I'm talking about Christmas cards, and this is another tradition that I inherited from my grandmother, is when mm-hmm. I was a kid, she would always, um, instead of making labels for her presents or buying labels for her presents, she would always cut out the front of a Christmas card and then write on the back of it, so like the, the, you know, the blank page behind the front of a Christmas card, and she would cut out the picture from the front of the card and write on the back of it, you know, to Simon, love from Nan, um, and use that as the label and then sell it and, you know, tape that onto the, the present. Um, and I, I've inherited that myself now, so I actually love having this backlog of old Christmas cards that I then just cut off the front. And you get such crazy crap on Christmas cards that it just makes the gifts under the tree look just completely nuts. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Okay, that's it. I'm keeping all my, wow, that was a great idea. Wow, <laughs> I, I, I'm really bummed I never got to meet your grandma. I, I should publish some of this stuff. It's like Christmas tips from a cheap Brit or something, isn't it? <laughs> that would, oh, dude. Okay, so remember you knew me when you weren't famous. Because if you do publish this book, yeah, I oh, hell yeah, I'd buy that. I'd buy that. So consider that, consider that. It was the birth of that, that idea right here, Kay. <laughs> <laughs> Done. It's a great idea, it really is. Anyway, uh, but yeah, that's that, that works. Um and uh you know, I'm thinking that, that the gift certificates that's that's a good idea too that you were suggesting. Um Yeah, you know, gift certificates I think are great in terms of being a very non stressful way of buying a gift. You know, you sign up to Amazon or, you know, Macy's or wherever you go, put in an email address and, and they can even send it for you. You know, you don't even need to physically right. get anything to send them. Um to be honest, for me, it's a massively anticlimactic gift. We we have one grandparent who every birthday and Christmas sends my kids like a $10 Amazon gift card, and it comes in an email and says, you know, to so-and-so, from so-and-so. And it's like you couldn't even send a card with that. It's like, Aww. I mean, it's pretty anticlimactic. Yeah. 
Um, but at the same time, it's also not that cheap, you know, to, to send gift cards as gifts because it's not like you can get special offers on them or, you know, any kind of discounts. If, if you're actually on a tight budget, it, you know, gift cards can soon add up to a pretty decent amount of money as well. So, you know, for me, it always feels like it's an anticlimactic gift and a pretty expensive one as well. So, I don't know. I, for me, it doesn't work that well. But I, you, know. you know, if it's a place that I absolutely adore... Um, you know, the guys know my favorite, favorite store. So if you give me one to one of those, then I'll go, oh, yeah, I get to go shopping there, you know, that. But, yeah, if it's, if it's not as personal as that, then it tends to be, as you said, anticlimactic. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I only suggest doing it if you absolutely know what they like and know that they wanted to get something through that, you know, particular vendor, you know, anyway. So, yeah. Um, but so those are you know uh, giving to charity and gift certificates. That's so that's you know that's two good suggestions on on making it easier for you through the holidays. Um, you've got another one uh, I believe about not hosting Christmas at your house. Well, that's, yeah, you know I guess the whole point there is that you know that that can probably for me anyway that's always been the most stressful part of Christmas and particularly when I first got married and I didn't know my in-laws anymore we weren't very well and they were they were kind of hostile as it was and uh, you know having <laughs> pretty much strangers turn up and trying to cook a massive banquet while people were drunk and being crazy in my house was like you know it really wasn't very much fun um well that just sounds like a nightmare like yeah. from a movie <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, at the same time, people always offer to help out. They're like, you know, I'll cook dinner. Just relax. Go and have a few drinks. I'll cook. I'll cook this really complicated dinner in your kitchen with an oven that I don't know how to use. And it's it's bound to turn out all right. And you can just relax. And you're like, how could I relax with you cooking? Good turkey? lord. <laughs> so exactly. But um, you know, I I think that if. <clears throat> If, if that kind of thing is stressful to you, then the ultimate answer is just don't put yourself in that situation. And, and you know, you, you can probably say, well, it's easy for you to say that. You know, my, my in-laws expect me to host it, and, uh, you know, everyone's expecting to come around this Christmas. But at the end of the day, if you have a conversation with them, you only need to tell them once that you're not comfortable with it. And, you know, if you state the reasons why you're not comfortable with it in black and white, say, look, this is really, really hard for me. I know that other people find it easy, but... For me personally, this is a big challenge. Nobody can really argue with that. And, you know, they can be pissed off and they can have hurt feelings and, you know, go and be butthurt about it somewhere else. But, <laughs> you know, that, that's their choice. And, and they're going to get over it in their own time. But they're never going to come back to you and beg to have Christmas at your house. You know, it's it's pretty much a done deal after that conversation. Um, so, you know, I think if you're just adult about it and you just state you know your boundaries and, and you know the way that you want this to run um there's not a huge amount that can go wrong from that point on and you've pretty much solved you know maybe your biggest christmas stress in, in just in one conversation right well you know not only a christmas stressor but uh because when it comes to the boundaries and just saying no to a lot of of expectations um you'll you'll set the precedence for other holidays and just other types of of uh situations like that where you know somebody believes that they can do that either in your home or just anything you know that they expect you to be a part of i i like the whole say no thing if you don't want to do it then just say no and like you said people will be butt hurt but oh my god you know in this day and age there is 
I've learned there's always going to be somebody who's butthurt. You know, whatever. It, the, the badge passes from person to person depending on what season it is, what event it is. So whatever, you know. it's The butthurt badge. The butthurt badge. The badge of butthurt. So... Uh, I think that, you know, like you said, at least you'll be establishing boundaries. And, you know, a lot of relatives are like children. They need to know where the boundaries are, you know, otherwise they'll keep pushing to find out where your boundaries, you know, lie. So that's that's yeah. a good rule. Just say yeah, no. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, it is like the whole toddler mentality. If you if you set the rules and you're stern about it and you're, you're you know, strict at sticking to those rules, <laughs> then the whole of the emotional blackmail thing from relatives can disappear pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. I, I think that's just kind of how people are as well. You, you can't necessarily blame certain people for going down that route and trying their luck. You know, it's just the way they were brought up and... Um, right. You know, it's an easy cure if you can if you can kind of try that sort of strategy. Right. Exactly. Um, another thing is to, you know, this time of year, if you're having a hard time with it, um, because we're, we're focusing a lot on that right now. In case you guys haven't noticed, because you know what, a lot of people, you you know where to go to get. Christmas tips on how to make the house prettier or, you know, cooking tips or little ideas for this and that. And sure, we'll give you some inexpensive ideas. But really, our, a lot of our focus tonight is, is like you've been hearing, you know, on, on people who aren't having such a great time of it and who need just a little bit more understanding and and ways, tools to help them get through this. So um, one of the things that, that I like uh, is is not beating yourself up about feeling down. That Spectre's, you know, that I took that from your cue, uh, your ideas about, uh, you know, feeling how you feel, accepting how you feel, and and, uh, and moving on. If you, if you feel down, you feel down. That's it's okay. There is no right or wrong way to feel right now. You feel how you feel. So allowing yourself that, number one, takes the big burden off of, off of you. I know because I'm usually Joe. Uh, would you say I'm Joe, cheery in Christmas this time of year? Nightbug, like something like that. And this year hasn't been that easy for me for different reasons. No, nothing that I can absolutely put my finger on. But it doesn't matter because even if I could put my finger on it, it's still I still how I feel. And I've been sad about feeling sad. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think the worst thing when you're in that kind of situation is feeling that the way you're feeling is wrong. You know, the the, the way I'm right. feeling is just completely wrong. I need to change it and make myself feel differently. And I need to just cheer myself up and get on out in the world and just, you know, just get over it. And, you know, sometimes that works for some people. Sometimes that can be massively negative for, for other people. Right, so, right. You know, again, I think there's no right answer there, but... Uh, yeah, like you say, I think just accepting that how you feel is how you feel, and you know it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can just move on and forget it. But it's it's probably the first step in that process. Yeah, yeah, and you know I think one of the problems is we all expect the uh, the Christmas moment from the movies to happen to us, to give us back our Christmas cheer, to give us back our you know just everything fixed all because of this one moment. Man, that moment might never happen, and that's okay. You know, it, it happens, things happen on their own time. And and if you get back your your happy spirit again, if, if you were that type of person, it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. Waiting for some freaking, you know, um, it's a wonderful life moment, miracle moment to bring it back. Yeah, that's, that's unrealistic right there. 
And you know what, though? I think one thing that actually works pretty well for me, and, and I don't know, maybe being a geek is part of this, but <laughs> uh, Christmas movies really get to me. And, you know, you know I, I, watched, uh, I watched Elf again the other day with my kids, and you know, Elf's not exactly the most classic heartwarming of movies. It's kind of stupid. and um, But, you know, I, it just gets me every single time, and I'm there with leaky eyes with my kids, you know, just, uh, you just watching serious? everyone believe in Santa at the end and the sleigh rides up in the air and it's like oh christmas oh my god that is a, that's adorable dude i would have never guessed that of you. we just finally saw elf this year i just bought it so we've watched it like three times already and i think it's a fun movie i love watching in fact i just finished making some paper chains tonight because he inspired me <laughs> with all the paper chains and everything all the decorations he'd put down and everywhere but I now every time I watch it, I'm going to think of you, you being all leaky eyed. That's hilarious. Oh, it's not just that one. It's pretty much any kids' film. You know, you, <laughs> if you go and see That's Big Hero Six, that that one just you know that one had my youngest daughter and I blubbing like, <laughs> like Are you babies. Serious? Oh man! Well, I I'm the one in the film who hasn't seen it because I I wasn't in town when uh, when the family went to go see it. And I said, Nah, you guys go ahead and see it. Um, but yeah, now I want to see it. So you guys were crying. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to yeah, spoil it for you. I just go and see it. It's uh, an awesome movie. And set in San Francisco or whatever they call it, like San Francisco um, yeah. Church with Turkey that, Tokyo. It's, yeah. That, I keep hearing over and over again, everybody wants to live in San Francisco Tokyo. Or yeah. San Francisco Tokyo. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I have to see it for that. So, um, wow, thank you for the recommendation. Um <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I think that kind of okay. brought me on to the, my next point in my in my little okay. bullet list of things that you can do to to kind of uh, you know help yourself. And I think surrounding yourself with positive influence, whether it's movies, whether it's music, um, you know, th- things that are actually appealing to you. And um, you know, I, I find, and I don't know about you, but I find that um, Christmas music, like traditional Christmas music really does nothing for me and after walking around a store for half an hour I just get homicidal with you know and, and especially like the real Christmas classics and um I think you guys have probably been spared Cliff Richard over here but he's uh some old crooner in the UK who has the worst Christmas songs ever. Oh um, my God! Yeah, never heard of him. That's funny. Oh, uh, you, you're in. The, he's he's actually kind of like almost like an Elvis clone from the UK from the, the oh 60s good lord. 70s. Um, wow. But, uh, yeah, awful. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he, uh, you know, I, I I also have Christmas music, which is like heavy metal covers of this and Twisted Sisters Christmas Party, and you know these particular Christmas albums that I just love and I listen to religiously every year. And, you know, they're, they're, maybe religiously is the wrong word there because they're all pretty tongue-in-cheek. And, right. Um, you know, Alice Cooper singing Santa Claus is Coming to Town and things like that. You know, it's... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, I've crazy. never heard of that. I'd, I'd oh, I'd buy that. that. All right, that's it. Yeah, you got to share yeah. that. Um, yeah, it's, there's actually an album called We Wish You a Metal Christmas. And it's called... Oh, hell yeah. Every rock and metal <laughs> artist on it. It's awesome. <laughs> Um, but I guess my point awesome. is, you, know, you, you can get in the Christmas spirit without necessarily, you know, going down the cliched route that could drive you crazy. <laughs> and, uh, right. Um, and, you know, whether it's movies, whether it's music, um, whether it's the people you surround yourself with as well, I think there are certain people that um, almost kind of um, pass off positive energy to you. And I, I'm a big believer that, um, you know, there are people that can... Uh, um, 
I guess, give off positive energy and positive vibes. And just by being around them and the kinds of things that they say and, and um, the kind of things that they're involved with, they can inspire you and make you more ambitious to do this kind of stuff yourself or or just make you feel happy and at home. Um, and similarly, there are these kind of social vampires who just... Oh, yeah. With them, they suck the living soul out of you, and you're oh, so drained and awful. And yeah, absolutely. There are though, you know, you want to be around people like that because they misery loves company, and as long as you're miserable, they're going to be happy about that. So yeah, you don't need that. If you're trying to dig out of it, don't don't have people clawing to, to drag you back down into it. So, blah. Yeah, and you know, if if you're one of those people who's constantly finds yourself saying, hey, I'm sorry to be negative, but maybe you're one of those <laughs> social vampires and maybe you should just shut up and just, just listen to other people for a um, Seriously. I don't mean yeah. to sound racist, but let me say this really racist thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. while I'm yeah. drinking my can of diet racism, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, so, let's see, a couple more tips. For, for those who might not be feeling the, you know. Uh, so let's, yeah, I guess down the same kind of road and particularly around depression. And I think like you were saying, you know, there are um, there are times when you just don't understand how you feel or why you feel that way. And one of the things that I always found very helpful was keeping a diary of, you know, today I felt like this, you know, I was really angry at that. And um, just, just jotting down those feelings I think in itself gets it out and is kind of a healthy expression in itself um, obviously it's 100% private to you unless you choose to share it with somebody else which you know may be helpful in itself may not um, but one thing I find really interesting is the idea that when you get through the holidays you get out into January and you know maybe you feel better about you know coming out the other side take that diary and make that diary a gift to yourself for, for next year um, and when you get into the holidays, actually look through that diary, look at how you felt the previous year. Um, you know, maybe you, you're kind of feeling the same sort of way and it gives you the confidence that you've been there and done that before and fought those demons. Um, maybe you're feeling better the next year and you come back and look and think, actually, you know, I'm, I'm doing all right. You know, I'm doing better than I did last year. Um, but whatever it is, it kind of gives you that context and, and just, uh, I guess, kind of reinforces that... Um, that the way you feel is the way you feel and that there's nothing too crazy about it and uh, you know you can still get on and do a day's work and be functional at the other end of that right you know i like the diary i like the uh, even more than that i like the um you know giving it to yourself as a present because you may go through the exact same thing next year like you said and uh this is this is a harry potter poll here so please don't swear at me specter because i know <laughs> I know how you get with I know, I know you're not. So, but to those who are, it's it's like in uh, the third movie, well, the third book, actually, where he knows he can, uh, spoiler alert here, um, he knows he can summon a Patronus because he already has. So the diary would be your Patronus. <laughs> you know you've already gotten through it. So um will be okay. Okay, there, Spectre, I'll stop. <laughs> that is me talking about sports ball or something like that. Huh? <laughs> yeah, this is like me trying to talk about football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See. <laughs> um, so, 
so uh, alcohol, alcohol, the other one, and you know, I think I, I, I think that possibly contributes to some of this. Uh, this is this holiday, maybe the holiday spirit contributes to the holiday down. I don't know. But, uh, right. I mean, you know, alcohol is obviously a depressant in its own right. Um, typically, if you're drinking it, you're getting a ton of sugar one night and then having a, a sugar crash the next day on top of the, the depression that you get from the alcohol itself. So, uh, you know, I, I, and, and I think anyone who's actually genuinely suffering from medically diagnosed depression knows that alcohol is a pretty bad thing for them. Um, and, you know, I, I, I should imagine that the voice of sanity that says don't drink tonight is either going to override everything or is just going to be dismissed out of hand because screw you, I'm going to get drunk because I feel like crap. So I, I don't know how useful that advice is, but, uh, you know, I think we all know that. Right. I mean, you're depressed and you're adding a depressant to a depressing time. That's not a very smart idea. So, yeah, all guys, it's really there, there are other ways. And we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, the other thing, you know, and I, I've got a, one of my wife's aunts does this every year. They, they, you know, her and her husband are just not into Christmas at all. There are various reasons over the years why Christmas is a very depressing time to them. Um, and they, they literally every single year just book a vacation over Christmas from, you know, like the 23rd through to New Year. Um, and they're just not in the country. They never see family. They just go to a sunny beach somewhere, relax, drink, you know, just... And uh, that sounds, you know, if, you, if you've got the means to do it, um, I should imagine that's probably not a bad idea for a lot of people. No, what was that movie where it sounded like a, it sounds like that movie where they tried to do that. And they tried to just go, you know what, we're not going to be here. We're not going to be with the, the whole neighborhood doing the whole Christmas thing. We're taking off to a sunny beach. And the whole neighborhood did not want them to go. I never saw the whole movie, but uh, that was the premise. And, dude, I've I've almost been that couple a couple of times or I'm going, you know what, um, I'll see you after the new year. I'm going to Hawaii or something like that. That might be my plan next year because that just sounds wonderful. Think about yeah, that. That just something. sounds, doesn't it? It sounds amazing. Why wouldn't we want to do something amazing for ourselves? Because people expect us to be here for Christmas. Come on. Yeah, you know, you know I think I think as soon as my kids grow up and leave home, I'm gone. I'm in the Caribbean every, every Wait, every whoa, whoa, whoa. Take your kids to the Caribbean with you. Take them with you yeah. next. You know they'll they'd love it. They'd be like, we don't want to do Christmas anymore. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe. Uh, so. Um, I guess the other thing is, it doesn't necessarily need to be a physical vacation. You don't need to go away to a sunny beach. You can just go and have a change of scenery and do something different. And you know, like we were talking about on our last show with volunteering, um, things like volunteering in animal shelters, in soup kitchens, that kind of thing is an awesome way to just give yourself some positive energy to, um, you know, meet a new crowd of people who, you know, maybe kind of different from your normal crowd, but will be pretty awesome people if it's in a place like that. Um, and, and just, you know, feel like you've done some good in the world with, with your time as well. You know, that's a wonderful idea. We did that for Thanksgiving. Um, like when my kids were younger, we volunteered a few times at, um, there's a huge church here in San Francisco, um, that's called Glide Memorial, and I think they feed more people than anyone else. <coughs> excuse me, in the city. So uh, my kids, you know, at, at very young ages, they came out uh, on Thanksgiving, and uh, we were doing bag lunches for the homeless. Or you know, we had a big group of us. So some of us were carving turkeys, some were stuffing um, bag lunches, and some were serving. 
I wow, think to this awesome. day that, yeah, pretty cool. And my kids were like young boys. And to this day, that is one of their favorite things they remember about uh, Thanksgiving. And, and I believe uh, one of us, uh, Zach's uh, fiance, wants to do the, the Glide Memorial for Christmas this year. So we're looking into that. And um, we'll let you know how that goes because it's pretty, pretty awesome. Of course, you know, even if it's not on Christmas, there's so many soup kitchens that need help, not on the big days. You can do them before, you can do them after, you can do them a few days after, because they really need help um, with serving meals. So that that is a really good suggestion. And then you realize, you just automatically realize um, that there's always going to be somebody out there who's got it worse than you do, with as bad as you feel. And, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it helps to, to try to... Pay it forward. We use that so much, but it does. And it's almost, to me, I've been lucky enough to have the uh, karma come back around right away, which is pretty cool. So that, that's a, an easy way to snap out of my seasonal uh, depression. Yeah, so. yeah, I, I feel exactly the same way. It's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it really helps to put it in some context, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, it does. You know, I, I think we should we should probably mention it, and it's, you know, I kind of... <laughs> without using a pun it's kind of a depressing topic but obviously there are those people for whom um, the holidays or any other time of year becomes so unbearable that they just feel like they've got nothing left like you know life holds nothing for them anymore and it's the end of the road and they just can't take it um, and you know sad as it is that that's a reality you know suicide out there is it is very very prevalent and, and particularly in certain cultures in certain regions um, and, you know, I think it's just worth mentioning that there are resources like the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline um, where you can phone them up whether you're, you're in a crisis now, uh, whether you've got a friend who you feel is at risk or, you know, not, not necessarily at risk now of committing suicide, but you know, maybe, maybe they are reaching a crisis point. Maybe they're, you know, they're, they're going through a very hard time and don't know who to turn to. Um, and there, there are a number of resources like this National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, but this one in particular is a free service that gives you access to skilled, trained mental health professionals. Um, you know, no one's going to be slapping a bipolar diagnosis on you the moment you phone up, but they will be able to give you advice on um, particularly, you know, some of the, the um, what they call a safety plan, which is kind of identifying risk factors in your life that, that can uh, contribute to these kind of issues, um, and then some small changes that you may be able to make to help, um, but also some some significant uh, help as well around, uh, you know, local mental health institutions who actually, you know, whether it's residential or as an outpatient, would be able to help you uh, and give you advice and, and aid there. Um, so, you know, I think the key message there is, uh, you know, don't wait until it's too late. And, and, you know, it's kind of easy to say, I mean, who knows when they're going to reach a crisis point and nobody expects this kind of stuff to hit us. Um, but, you know, if you, if you do feel like you're going down that road, like you're on a slippery slope, then these resources are out there. And these, these people are genuinely helpful, and, and that's their job, you know. Right. And and don't don't hesitate to talk to somebody. That's the whole thing. Don't don't wait. Just call. It's free. That's what they're there for. And, uh, the you know, as someone who's known people who've had to use that, it, it does make a difference. It does those those lifelines. That's you know they're trained, and um, they may not say exactly what you want them to say, but 
nine out of ten times they say something to make you stop and think. So, and and usually that's when you need it the most. You need to stop and think because things seem to spiral out of control really quickly. Uh, so don't don't hesitate to call. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And did you give that number out? No, I didn't. So the the number, if if you are interested for yourself or for anybody else, the uh, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is on is on one eight hundred two seven three talk T A L K or one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Um, so free phone number, you know, you could call it any time, and there are people around the clock there. So, um, you know, I, I, I think it's just worth knowing the resources are out there who can help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 211.org, too. Is yeah. On that point, you know, it's, it's, it's very commonly thought that suicides and, and deaths are so much more prevalent around Christmas. So, you know, there's a, there's, there's a question kind of you know, taking their own lives during the holiday period, which is kind of a depressing thought. And it turns out it's also completely untrue. Um, I was reading an article from the uh, Centre for Disease Control, the CDC, who are actually saying that suicides and, uh, and kind of depression-related deaths are lowest in December as opposed to any other month in the year. Um, so, you know, maybe... <laughs> I hate to use phrases like the bright side, but, you know, I don't think things are as bad out there as we necessarily think. And um, But on the same topic, you know, I, I think it's, it's worth people knowing that the resources are there to help them if they are in a bad place. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, so let's say that since we've given you a number and talked about, you know, ways that you could be feeling this holiday season, let's say you're not feeling any of those ways and you tuned into this show to find out, um, you know, any of the things we were posting in our Facebook post about staying safer during the holidays. We'll switch it over to that. Um, Because right now people are so preoccupied with the gifts and the shopping that they don't realize that uh, this is the time that they're most vulnerable to, um, you know, the bad people out there. I hate to say, but it is, and I always liken criminals to, um, it, you know, it's, when they say it's a jungle out there, it's the truth, and, and criminals are the predators, and they're looking for the weaker prey, just like in, in the jungle, in the actual jungle. They're looking for the easy prey, the weaker prey. Now, when you are overburdened with your gifts, you're running around, and you're preoccupied, you become that easy prey. So what are some of the ways that we can keep ourselves safer during this holiday season, Spectre? So, yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess there are a few areas, you know, there, there, are, there, there are a lot of robberies at this time of year. And, you know, there, there are just some simple things to be aware of, um, particularly for, and, you know, we find in New York a lot of pickpocketing goes on. And, you know, I even read that there are, there are families in Romania that, that train their kids up to be pickpockets. Send them to, yeah, I mean, literally, they send them on a round trip to Paris, New York, and London, and they and they they can make uh, the figures. It was something like two thousand euros a day, which is about I don't know three and a half thousand dollars a day through pickpocketing. Wow. Um, and you know, we were a victim. My wife and I were a victim of that in uh, in a massive toy store in the middle of New York, and this was again Christmas shopping, completely packed and crowded uh, shopping mall. Um, and, and obviously, you know, my wife had had her bag on her back and someone had unzipped it while we were stood in some crammed lobby somewhere and, and taken her purse. Um, oh, my and, gosh. 
No, I think there are there are some just sensible things to do in order to keep your money, you know, physically close to you. You know, having having your money in a zipped up or a buttoned up pocket that is very difficult for people to open without noticing. Um, and, and just being aware that if you are in a crowded place that you can, you know, you can potentially be a victim of pickpockets and, and just to be uh, conscious of what's going on around you and not let the, uh, the, the Christmas crazy shopping distract you too much. Um, but, uh, you know, certainly uh, I think for women, having your bag in front of you as opposed to over your shoulder behind you is key. Uh, having that bag zipped up at all times and not leaving it open. Um, Absolutely. Since that time, I think the number of times I'm walking around New York City and I see women with like an iPhone 6 peeking out of the top of their bag and it's over their shoulder behind them. And I think, my God, I could just walk up and take that without them even noticing. And, you know, they probably wouldn't notice until they got on the train half an hour from now. And, you know, they're, they're, I guess there are just some common sense things that a lot of people overlook because, you know, maybe maybe they feel safe. And particularly around this time of year, it's not not the most threatening of times, you know. Right, and that's the saddest thing because it is when a lot of uh, pickpockets and a lot of criminals are are looking to supplement their own, you know, income, their own, uh, you know, gift giving ability. Which is sad. Some are just jerks, you know, for funding their own whatever. Um, so it isn't a safer part of year. It's actually, you know, a higher crime rate part of year, and you're going to end up being a victim with that type of attitude and. Um, you're right, keeping your purse in front of you, absolutely zipping up your, your bag, uh, wallet, in, in, if they want to my wallet, they have to get into my bag and unzip it in the middle. And they're going to have to go through some trouble, they're going to have to go through me. Um, and one that I believe uh, people don't realize when carrying bags back to their uh, here in California. I see women all the time carrying too many bags out to uh the train or out to their vehicles. And I realized if I were to be thinking like a criminal, they would be easy money. I mean, right there I could get them for their purses, I could get them for all their bags and they would never even know I walked up on them until I was already there. Sure. Yeah. So, and 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 not even those are the easy crimes. Don't think about this. If someone's so preoccupied with you know these same women and men, you know, but I see mostly women out there who uh, are carrying too many items and they're putting them in their car. They have no idea. You know, they have no awareness of what's around them. Say, I just wanted to take off with the woman and the car itself and everything inside. Same thing. Just as easy to do that because if if they're paying attention, just it's easy to, to force my way into that car. Um, so, ladies and men, please, just, you know, it, I know you're tired. I know you're in a hurry. Uh, I know you're stressed out. But that's usually when something wrong happens. So just, you know, make it a habit to keep your eyes open whenever you're shopping, whenever you're out of your home. Just keep your eyes open. If you make that a habit, I promise you, um, there will come a time when you are calling me to thank me because something didn't happen to you because you were aware before it did. So uh, it happens all the time with our students. You know, we teach them that yeah. and they come back and say, hey, this didn't happen to me because of that. So there's some free well, protein. It's as simple as not making yourself into a victim. You know, there, no. there are 
people out there to rob. And, you know, as much as we don't want any of them to be robbed, if you can, you know, if you can just make yourself not be a victim by appearing more uh, observant as to what's going on around you, um, and, you know, just uh, appearing like your stuff is guarded, like you're not going to be an easy target, that, that pretty much is going to rule you off the list. Right, right. And your stuff being guarded. Nightbug and I did, a, uh, with our police volunteering here in our town, um, we had a, they actually gave us a patrol to to check out uh, this parking structure that had been um, just really burglarized over and over again. And um, we went walking around and we carried these slips of paper with us that the, the police had printed, pre-printed. Um, saying, if I were a robber, your things would be gone now. And you wrote on the slip whatever you saw sitting in the car that was too tempting, you know, for a robber to pass by. And I'll tell you, I thought I wouldn't find anything. Spectre, we were blown away with how many laptop bags we saw just sitting right on the front seats, with how many bags, you know, purses we saw, with how I couldn't believe just how careful people were they were just leaving them sitting right there you know yeah. on the front seats or on the back seats in in plain view don't do that people you got gifts you got you know um your bags your purses don't don't freaking leave them there lock them up in your trunk and you know, in, you know what i find scarier i mean you know you you're your personal belongings are one thing, but your your personal safety is is another. And I think you right. know, this time of year, when you've got office parties, you've got you know Christmas parties left, right, and center. Um, everybody's drinking, everybody's having a good time, everybody's kind of relaxed and happy because it's Christmas. Um, and and I think the same message applies. You know, just be aware of what's going on around you. And mm-hmm. uh, um, I, I actually had a situation myself when I moved out to New York the first year, and I went to an office Christmas party. Um, some guy got talking to me at the party who I assumed worked for the company. I, you know, I was brand new there that week. I didn't know anybody. Um, turned out he was a complete stranger, and the guy actually followed me kind of five or six blocks after the party. Oh, my. The Grand Central. And, and I was pretty drunk, you know, and had a few cocktails. Uh, and, you know, nothing happened. You know, it didn't escalate into anything. Um, but, you know, I, I don't look like the easiest target in the world. <laughs> and, uh, no, you know, no. Why, why this, this guy kind of targeted me for whatever he was thinking of, I have no idea. But, you know, it just goes to show that you, you don't necessarily, even if you know the people, if they're colleagues, you don't necessarily know them that well. And, you know, I don't want to inspire paranoia and, you know, people uh, assuming that every male colleague is going to try to date rape them. But uh, at the same time, these things do happen. And, and you know, it's, rather than being paranoid, I think just being aware of what's going on around you and the, the potential for things to go south um, is, is actually pretty healthy. Um, I, I think the other right, point... you know... I'm sorry, go for it. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say the other point around uh, Christmas parties and, and the like is um, it's just about making sure that you know you can get home safely. And, it, you know, again, right. it's, it's so common that because it's Christmas, everyone goes out drinking, they all get a cab to some bar, and then you get people who get to 2 o'clock in the morning and think, I actually have no idea how to get home from this place. And, you know, for most people, that's just a funny situation, and they end up blowing 100 bucks on a cab or something because they have no idea where they are. Um, for other people, that can actually turn into into life and death, or, or you know, really really compromised circumstances. So, you know, I think just planning ahead, you know, just being aware of where you are and letting other people know where you are can be so valuable. 
Absolutely. Let someone know. I, those are two things. We had a, um, a show, uh, one of our very first shows was on how to get home safely from a club. And, um, you know, if you're going to go home with anybody, oh, my God, first of all, try to be sober. And if not, you know, make sure that you call a friend, let them know where you are, and take a picture of somebody's driver's license if you're really going to go home with them. And if they say no, then there's a problem. Number one. Number two, uh, tipsy toe. If you are somewhere and you have a vehicle here, uh, in, all over the United States, AAA will come and tow your car home and give you a ride home if you're too drunk to drive home. It's free, people. You can't possibly tell me that that's a bad deal. So tipsy toe, call AAA. Uh, have that on your speed dial. Even a drunk person can find, you know, three A's on their speed dial. Um, also, please be careful because we're, we're wrapping it up. We've got like three minutes left, but um, one of the things we want you to do is to make sure that you uh, don't go to sleep with candles burning this time of year. It's a really big thing. I found out from the fire department that candles burning caused so many fires in homes during the holidays because people forget that they had them on. Um, and uh, really, don't take those lights for granted. Check for frayed or broken bulbs or, or you know, strands. Um but I guess we'll have to move on from that because we've got to talk about next week's show, Spectre. Hopefully we've, oh, we've given our friends show. something to think about. Oh, yeah. We're excited about this. Yeah, yeah. I think next week's show is kind of a, a departure from form for us. You know, normally we get on here, we ad-lib, we chit-chat. Next week's show is more of a theatrical production, I guess you could say. <laughs> it is. Um we're going to add our own little twist to a classic, Christmas classic. Um, so for for you, our listening audience, we bring you <laughs> Dicking Around with Dickens, Heroes 101's own Christmas <laughs> Carol. Ah. So, yeah, that's right. I said that. Quiet. Um, well, I'm going to thank Spectre for that one. Let's give credit where it's due. That's, that's his. <laughs> But with uh, our list of minute and a half that we've got, we we will be bringing on uh, two of our guest um, actors, as it were, uh, our Captain Blackheart from the real life superhero Super Villain. Uh, yes, he will be he will be in our play, as will Teddy Rubskin, um, an online internet sensation. Uh, those are just two of the amazing people we'll have in our Christmas Carol. So. You guys have to come back next next week. You will laugh, we promise. Yeah, maybe not at the points that we intend you to laugh. I mean, thinking about the fact that most <laughs> radio plays are kind of recorded in advance and spliced together and cut up and all the good bits are <laughs> stuck together. In this case, we're going to be doing everything live on the air, and it's going to be a complete debacle, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it'll be a fun one. It'll be it'll be, yeah, like you said, you'll laugh, maybe not where we want you to, but... <laughs> Okay, as long as you're laughing, damn it. That's the important thing. It'll be an experience. It'll be an experience. So with that, I bid you a good night and invite you back next week. And I'll let my awesome co-host take it away. Well, yeah, thank you very much. And thank you to our uh, Nightbug on the soundboard, as always, with his awesome work, and our crazy Elvis for singing us uh, depressed at the start <laughs> so we're going to be back next week to cheer you up with some laughs <laughs> everybody have a good night thanks for listening good night all Woo!
out Better not cry, better not pout I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town Oh, he's making a list Checking it twice Gonna find out who's naughty and Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.